you have your Bibles with you this morning, I'd invite you to open them, please, to the Gospel of Luke. Luke was a medical doctor, and he wrote the third Gospel. And then he proceeded to leave the Gospel of Luke and write the history of the early church, the book of Acts. So if you're looking for some good Scripture reading, read the Gospel of Luke in its entirety, and then go immediately from there to the book of Acts, and you'll get the rest of the story. But this morning, the message is entitled, The Kingdom of Light. Luke chapter 1, let's begin reading with verse 30, then we'll jump over to Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 30, The angel said unto Mary, Fear not. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And you shall call your son's name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon those shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shined round about them, and they were afraid. And the angel spoke to them and said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to you and to all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. Unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. There's a family who lives in Utah, and each year they set up a Christmas light display at their residence that draws tens of thousands of drive-by visitors or viewers. This Christmas display has grown through the years. It's now a massive production of hundreds of thousands of lights that require their own 50 outlets, each outlet having a 20-amper breaker, in totality, to handle all of the lights, there needs to be 1,000 amps of electricity working at one time. Now this display, who generates so much light, can be seen for miles. Now why do I tell you this? Because as huge and bright as this display might be and other displays that we might see this Christmas, they're all just candles, flashlights, if you will. 
in comparison to the display of lights that was seen on that first Christmas. The angels of glory lit up the night sky of Bethlehem to announce the birth of King Jesus, the light of the world, and the coming of his kingdom of light. This display of lights by the heavenly angels would later be followed by the declaration of the greatest prophet who ever lived, John the Baptist, who announced to the people, as we saw last week of his day, that Jesus is here. The kingdom of God is here. Prepare yourself. Get ready. Now this kingdom that Jesus is kingdom is king over, this kingdom of light is made up of people who have been changed, who have been transformed, who are different, who are new creatures. They've been brought out of the darkness to come into this kingdom of light. They're people who share with others their abundance. They share food with those who are hungry. They share clothing with those that are naked. They share out of their abundance. They're people who do not lie, cheat, or steal to get ahead. Oh, they want to be the best they can, but they're not willing to do unethical, immoral things to get there. They're not about lying, cheating, or stealing. This kingdom is made up of people who do not abuse their authority, who do not abuse their power, who understand that what they are is because God made them that. What they have is what God has given them, and they wisely use it to help those that are under them. Now, why do I tell you that? Because I hope that you're a part of the kingdom of light. Because the kingdom of light is about putting other people first. That's one of the evidences that you have passed from darkness to the light that you've left the kingdom of the God of this world to become part of the kingdom of the God who will one day rule and reign over this world. Because you put others first. Others first. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul says it like this, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in humility of mind, lowliness of mind, let each esteem others, others more than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also look upon the things of others. I want you to get it down big, plain, and straight. The king and the kingdom of light that came that first Christmas and is here right now in the hearts of those that are part of it. This kingdom of light and the king that reigns over it, that's coming again, 
consists of people who put other people first. This Christmas, how can we put other people first? If our king is the king of light, the light of the world, if his kingdom is a kingdom of light in a world of darkness, how can we practically put other people first? In our dog-eat-dog world, it's all about me world. How can we do that? Can I suggest one way would be right there? You know that from Miles Road with love, missionary offering that we receive all year long. Funds and finances, 58 ministries. Well, let me back up. 59 ministries. We just added another missionary. J.D. Highhill. He and his family are going to South Africa. Because of your giving, we could support them. 59 ministries. Some are local. Some are regional. Some are national. Some are global. But 59 ministries that are putting other people first. With the hope that through loving them, the truth of God's word can somehow permeate into their minds and hearts, and they will become children of the light, a part of the kingdom of light. You know, when you give to missions, we use part of that for benevolence. We use part of that to help needy families, needy individuals. We use part of that to say thank you to people that help make us who we are. We use part of that to encourage people, to pat people on the back and tell them they're special in a world that will kick you in the behind and tell you you're nothing. When you give to that, a simple act of giving to that, and by the way, because of your giving, that figure right there, our goal was 130,000. That figure now is approaching 175,000. But when you give to that, you're putting others first. You're taking away from yourself to give to others. Thank you for doing that. Also, the homeless ministry is something where you can put others first. Tommy and Teresa Ward spearhead that ministry. Some of you helped them, and by the way, thank you for your help. What do they do? At least once a week, sometimes twice a week, they go downtown They sit up in a building, if they have a building, but most of the time they just sit up under the bridge. And they feed hundreds of people the only meal they're going to get for that day. And for some of them, maybe the only meal they'll get for the next two or three days. They feed people. Right now they're collecting clothes. Many of you see the insert in the bulletin where they're asking for socks and T-shirts and hygiene items. And they'll pass those out during the holiday season. When you help out with something like that, you're putting others first. It's hard to understand what nakedness is when you've got a, a closet full of clothes. 
It's hard to understand what hunger is when you throw away more food at your table than some people eat in a week. It's hard to understand people who are sick when you're healthy or you have access to doctors. But when you give to the homeless ministry, you're putting others first. Operation Christmas Child, we just came out of that. Over 300 boxes will be sent overseas to little boys and little girls who wouldn't have a Christmas without us and other churches helping. Those little boxes, 25 or $30, probably in each one, if that, but yet it's going to make a difference in a child's life somewhere in this world. Not just the little simple items, hygiene items, educational items, toy items that are in the box, but the gospel tract that's in that box. Don't be surprised when you get to heaven if some little boy or little girl doesn't come up and shake your hand and say thank you. And you say for what? And they say because you gave a Christmas box to Operation Christmas Child in 2018 and that box came to me. And I read that track and I gave my life to Jesus. Thank you. See, that's putting others first. The Crisis Pregnancy Center. Some of you work there, volunteer your time. Thank you for doing that. But that baby bottle campaign we do in the summer, about $4,000 plus is raised from simply putting change in baby bottles. Plus, we also support them with a nice check every year from our mission fund. That's putting others first. Moms who are confused. Babies that are unborn. You're putting them first when you give to things like that. You see, I'm just giving you opportunities right here in this church where you can show that you're part of the kingdom of light by allowing your light to shine in a situation where others can be advanced in a place where we only advance ourselves sometimes. And you know, you can also do that through daily kindness outside the church. Buy a cup of coffee for a police officer or a fireman or maybe a paramedic. Buy a military man a meal when you go to Cracker Barrel or the cafeteria or wherever you go. Do something nice for somebody that you know has a need without being asked. A bag of groceries, a suit, a coat, whatever. You see, one of the evidences that you and I are part of the king of light's kingdom is we put others first. We put others first. Isn't that what John said as we looked last week when he announced the coming of the king of light in his kingdom? John said to the people, if you got two coats, give one away. If you got two biscuits, give one away. <laughs> if you got extra medicine, give it away. 
If you're a tax collector and you claim to be part of the kingdom, don't lie, cheat, and steal people out of their money. Be honest. Be truthful. If you're a soldier and you have authority, don't use that authority to step on people. Use that authority to help them up. But you know something else? Listen to me. The king and the kingdom of light is not just about putting others first, although that's an evidence that you're part of the kingdom. It's also about putting the Lord first. The Lord first. What is the greatest commandment in the Bible? Now, if we didn't have the Bible to help us, that answer could be very opinionated and very subjective. But you know, that question was asked of Jesus. One of the religious leaders came to him. I don't know if they really wanted to know the answer. I think they were trying to trick him. But you're not going to trick Jesus. What's the greatest commandment in the Bible, Lord? Of all the commandments, the Ten Commandments, but all the commandments. Lord, what's the greatest commandment? And what Jesus say? To love the Lord thy God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength. And when you do that, that's an evidence that you are part of the kingdom of light. And then do what? Love others as you love yourself. That's another evidence that you're part of the kingdom of life. Now we talked about already putting others first. Now we're talking about putting the Lord first. Putting the light of the world first. Putting the kingdom of light first in our life. Let me show you how that's done, practically speaking. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the Gospel of Mark. You're just going to back up one parking place. And there in the Gospel of Mark, I want you to go to the 10th chapter. And I want us to begin reading with verse 17. Now we're talking about the kingdom of light whose king is Jesus, the light of the world. We're talking about how to have evidence that you and I worship the king of light. And we are part of the kingdom of light. Talk is cheap. How do you know you got the talk and you got the walk? Because if you're part of the kingdom of light, you'll put other people first. You'll look after the other guy. You'll share with the other guy. You'll help the other guy. But you'll also put the king first. In Mark chapter 10, beginning with verse 17, we read the story of a young man who came to the light of the world. 
He came to the kingdom of light, whose king was Jesus. Let's read the verse, beginning in verse 17. And when Jesus had gone forth into the way, there came one running to him. This one kneeled down to him and asked him a question. Good master, what can I do? What can I do that I might inherit eternal life? Lord, what can I do to be saved? What can I do to go to heaven? And Jesus said to this young man, Why do you call me good? There's none good but one, and that is God. But you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill or murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor your father and mother. And the young man answered and said unto him, Master, all of these things I've observed since my youth. Lord, I've checked off every single one of them. I'm guilty of none of them. I have followed your commandments ever since I was young. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said to him, There is one thing you lackest. Go your way, sell whatsoever you have, and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And then come up, come and take up the cross and follow me. And the young man was happy at that saying. The Bible says he was sad. The young man fell down on his knees and said, Lord, save me. No. He went away grieved, for he had great wealth and all that money could buy. Now remember, we're talking about evidence. Jesus is the light of the world, and his kingdom is a kingdom of light. That first Christmas... God lit up the world to let the world know his son had come. And then John the Baptist came and declared to the world that Jesus indeed was the light of the world. And if you're going to be part of his kingdom, then you have to put others first. That's the evidence that you're part of the kingdom, that you've passed from the darkness to the light. Because you've been changed by the light, transformed by the life, made different by the light. And that difference, that transformation, that change is seen in how you treat other people. But not only in how you treat other people, but how you treat the king himself. Now this young man, he's extremely wealthy. Not just wealthy, extremely wealthy. He has more money than he'll ever spend in ten lifetimes. He has a huge house. He has three cars. He wears the finest suits in the world. He eats the finest food known to man. He's a member of the country club. He has season tickets to, to NFL games, to NBA games, to Major League Baseball games. 
He's got it all, ladies and gentlemen. If money can buy it, he's got it. And he comes to Jesus and he says, I want to be part of your kingdom. I'm part of the Rotary Club. I'm part of the Kiwanis Club. I'm part of the up-and-coming political party of my day. But I want to be part of your kingdom. I want to be part of the kingdom of light. Now, I want you to think about who he is. You would think somebody with all that money would, might, would be rude or disrespectful or even immoral. But he doesn't appear to have been any of that. He was polite. Did you notice when we read the verses, he came to Jesus and he called him good master? Good master. He spoke very softly. He spoke very tenderly. He spoke very politely to Jesus. Not only was he polite, he was respectful because the Bible says when he approached Jesus, what did he do? He went to his what? To his knees. He fell to his knees, a sign of respect for one who has authority. He was a very moral man. He said, I've kept six commandments. I have not broken them since I was a youth. Wow. And Jesus doesn't dispute him on that. So he, he lives on a high plane morally and spiritually. He's respectful. He's polite. He really wants to be part of the kingdom of light. But he has a problem. He has a problem. The problem is he covets. That's why Jesus answered him as Jesus answered him. Do you know Jesus never said this to anybody else? But Jesus could read his mind. Jesus could discern his heart. Jesus knew who his God was. And by the way, he can read our mind and discern our heart, and he knows who our God is. So Jesus said to him, you have a problem coveting. What does it mean to covet? It means to worship and to want things. To worship and want things. Or the money that can buy those things. And Jesus says to him, If you want to follow me, the light of the world, if you want to be a part of my kingdom, the kingdom of light, if you want to leave the darkness and become part of the light, not just now, but forever, then you're going to have to be transformed and changed and made different.
And part of that change and part of that transformation and part of that difference is you're going to have to leave the coveting and come and put me first. You're going to have to give up your money that you worship and make me your God. Not just one of your gods, the only God. I don't take a back seat to anybody, says the Lord. If you want to be part of my kingdom, you're going to have to give up your possessions because they rule you. If you come part of my kingdom, I will rule you. And the young man says what? No, thank you. If I can worship you, Jesus, and still worship my money, I'll join you. If I can keep my things and love my things, I'll love you too. But it'll have to be an and. It's not going to be an or. Jesus said, that's unacceptable. And so he walked away. Did he ever become a Christian? Did he ever become part of the kingdom of light? I don't know. I guess when we get to heaven, we can find out the rest of the story. But here he didn't. Now, lest you think the issue is money or things or family, that's not the issue. Money's not bad. Things are not evil. What is bad and what is evil when you put those things ahead of Jesus and they become the God that you worship and the love of your life? Somebody said we're to worship God and use things. But sometimes we get the order messed up and we... Worship things and use God. What is Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, in closing? Short message. Christmas is about Jesus, the light of the world. Christmas is about the kingdom of light. And the question is, as we gather here today, are we part? of the kingdom of light. Do we truly worship the king of light whose name is Jesus? I know every one of us would acknowledge we do. If I asked every one of you to raise your hand who, who worship the king of light and are part of the kingdom of light, I have no doubt in my mind every single one of you raise your hand. But what's the evidence when you leave here? that you're part of that kingdom. Are we putting others first this Christmas? Are we really showing the Christmas spirit, not just by talking about it, by acting it out toward others? Are we really putting the Lord first? Or is it just lip service that we pay on Sunday morning for one hour and then the rest of the week is ours. 
Are you all in this Christmas season? Are you all in? Are you all in with others? Are you all in with Jesus? Is how we're responding this Christmas season evidence that we are part of the kingdom of light? Let me give you a contrast and I close. This week, I received a check from a lady. She does not come to our church. She doesn't really go to any church. She's not able to leave her house very much. But through one of our members, she has come to know and love our church. She's come to know and love the ministry of this church. She's come to know, and I think she loves your pastor. That's a good thing. <laughs> and she's always sending little gifts of money to support this work. She never wants her name mentioned. She just puts anonymous on it. Now, if you go to her home, and I've been there several times, She's a very simple lady who lives in a simple home, who dresses in simple clothing and eats simple food. But she cares about the things of God. She cares about the church, this church. She cares about the ministry, this ministry. She cares about the pastor, your pastor. This week, we received from her a check. Normally, she pays cash but we got a check this week. Over $7,000 from her. $7,000 from a simple lady who lives a simple life who probably could have used that. And yet she chose to give it here with the belief that it would go to bringing glory to God and good to others. Would you say that she probably is a worshiper and a follower of the King of Light? Would you say that? That she's a part of the Kingdom of Light? I would. Now, I contrast that story by telling you another one. This happened this week, too. I received a telephone call from a grandson whom I knew his grandfather. His grandfather was an extremely wealthy man. He was not part of this church, but he came a bit occasionally to this church, and he was always fascinated with this church because he came out of a high church where they spoke in Latin and nobody ever knew what was going on except amen when they'd get him out the door. So he would come here occasionally. I got the chance to meet him and know him. I don't know that he ever came to know the Lord. But granddaddy was very wealthy. And when he died, he left some of his wealth to his grandson. His grandson was irresponsible. His grandson wasted and squandered and threw away every dollar he got from his grandfather. 
sex, suds, and sun, wine, women, and song. That's where he put his money. And he had a lot of it. He had a lot of it. But now he doesn't have it anymore. I hadn't heard from him in years. But got a call from him this week. What do you think the call was about? Merry Christmas, Pastor. Just wanted to say hi. How you doing, Pastor? How's the church? Didn't ask. Pastor, can you help me? Need some money for my rent. Need some money for my car. Need this, need that. Ungrateful, unthankful, looking for a handout. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think he's a worshiper of the king of light? you think he's a member, a part of the kingdom of light? Probably not. That little lady that I told you about, she's all in. That young grandson I just told you about is all him. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the difference in a nutshell. You're either all in with the king of light and the kingdom of light. And it shows by how you treat others, and it shows by how you treat him. Or it's all him. All about me. And others and God fall somewhere else in the pecking order, if they come in there at all. Heads are bowed and eyes are bowed.